Greetings, Victory family and friends. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. My name is Paul. I'm privileged to serve as pastor of Victory Church, where our vision is to see people reconciled to God and to each other. And I am so grateful uh, today that you've decided to tune in for this worship experience. Uh, we are grateful for every single volunteer who continues to serve as unto the Lord, allows us through this medium to still communicate uh, the gospel allows us to have these online groups, which, by the way, if you haven't already connected, I pray that you will. We are created for connection. And while we prefer in-person gatherings, we can gather online and pray together, study God's word together, encourage each other, laugh together. So please do. Please do that if you've not done so already. Uh, I'm grateful, grateful for the church, you and me being the church and doing what the church is called to do in this season, especially. Um, and for parents, another quick plug uh, on our website now, you will find there's a link at the top to Victory Kids. And if you click on that link every week, we'll be able to post the lessons that we would typically be doing in person at Victory Kids. There's a fun age appropriate video for different ages, as well as lessons and uh, discussion questions again for different ages. And so on a week to week basis, you can go there, uh, click on it and access it and continue what you're already doing, which is discipling your children. Um, we miss we miss being able to do that in person, uh, but we, we prayerfully uh, are able to support your endeavors toward that end with those materials online. Uh, and have I said that we miss you yet? We miss you. Uh, thankful for this medium, absolutely grateful. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, I pray that you continue to engage us on all of those fronts, but we miss you. Uh, and we miss you dearly. Thank you so much for, for staying connected in the ways that we can. Uh, welcome to Palm Sunday. This is the beginning of, of uh, in the history of Christianity, Holy Week. And I'm grateful to break open the Word of God, which has already been broken open through uh, our worship team, which again, gosh, I can go on. Thank you, worship team. Uh, no, they weren't recording that live. You should know that. Uh, they're not gathering at the school Weeks ago, before we were ever told to stay at home, uh, the worship team got together and they recorded uh, a number of worship sets so that we would be prepared uh, if and when we would have to be home at some point. And here we are. And, and so we're grateful uh, for you as well. And the AV team and communications, all who were there to ensure that that could happen. Uh, and so we've already broken open the word. That's where I was going with that through through song, through the message. Uh, through Kate and communion and giving. Thank you as well for, for giving and helping us partner with God to be the church in our community. And now we're going to break open the word for really just a few, uh, a few minutes. We'll be uh, a bit more brief today than, uh, than usual, um, as, as I believe we've broken open the word in some important ways today. But we do want to highlight a few things. So turn with me to Matthew chapter 21, verses 8 through 10. Matthew chapter 21, verses 8 through 10. And Lord, we ask that you help us as we study your word, that you open our eyes so that we can see all that is in your law. Because if you don't open, we can't see, we can't hear. And I pray that we ingest and digest your word in such a way that it can be applied to our lives in real ways, that it drops 18 inches from our head to our heart. And so that tomorrow we can walk more uprightly than we did today, that we can take the next step of obedience, that we can know you better. And that regardless of circumstances, we can maintain our Hosanna as unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Matthew chapter 21, verses 8 through 10. And it reads this way. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? And that's the title of the message this morning. Who is this? The main point we want to emphasize, and there's one, it's to lay it down and let Jesus in. Lay it down and let Jesus in. Uh, a couple of years ago, my wife and I, we were fortunate to go on a trip. Uh, just us, we were able to uh, take a trip that we hadn't taken in years prior to that um, since we had had kids. And, and so we were able to find childcare and, and take this trip. And I was in charge of kind of making sure the logistics were handled, the passports were in order, all of that. And so we had our flights booked, hotels booked, plans made, all of it. And the night before, I'm going through everything and looking at the passports and realizing one of them's expired. Um, and so I'm sweating bullets at this point because this is my responsibility and, and clearly messed it up. And I'm getting on the phone and calling this person, calling that person. This is the day before we're supposed to fly out. We wake up the next morning. We had a late afternoon, early evening flight uh, and make a few more phone calls. And then we get in the car, take our kids to school. And then we drive up to D.C. together the whole way. As you might imagine, we're praying for no traffic. I mean, you know, that's a prayer to D.C., praying that we find the place OK, because driving in D.C., if you've ever done it, you can get lost in that little city very easily, that we find a park in that city, that we find a customer service rep who's going to be able to help us in a really short amount of time. I didn't even know you could do this until this point in time. And now I'm praying, Lord, now let it happen quickly, <laughs> quickly. Uh, and it did. And now we're driving back from D.C. and I'm praying, Lord, help us get back <laughs> safely. No traffic. Uh, we were running a little bit late, so we had to call some friends. They picked up our kids from school. Amazing. We get to the house and of course we hadn't packed. So we're packing now. We're kissing our children, hugging the child care that was there, friends of ours. And now we're rushing to Richmond because of course we got a better flight out of there to where we were going and praying, Lord, no traffic to Richmond. Let us get there. Let us find a good park. Not knowing they had valet, but that day we found out and we used it and ran through that airport like nobody's business praying, Lord, let us get to this gate. And we did. But we were making pleas to the Lord all day long. And isn't that what we do? And by the way, I pray that way again. That was an important trip. We had a great time. And the whole time we were there, we kept looking at each other and saying, look, we made it. How did we make it? Couldn't believe it. Playing with God the whole day for everything to go just right. And isn't that just like us? To make these pleas for God when we feel like we desperately need him? All the while, God is saying, you know, I appreciate it, but be careful how you pick me up and put me down based on your expectation of what you think you need. This is Palm Sunday. And in our text, we see there were people who were throwing a parade for Jesus. It's the beginning of Holy Week leading up to his death and burial and resurrection, which we'll be celebrating next weekend. And, and they are taking their cloaks, their garments, they're taking uh, branches from trees to palms and they're waving them and they're putting them down on the ground yelling Hosanna 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. <clears throat> Hosanna in the highest. And, and no doubt they, they had some expectations. Expectations <coughs> of what this Messiah was coming to do. Varied expectations, no doubt. Some thought, hey, this is going to be our new political leader, our, our military leader who, who relieves us from the tyranny, if you will, of the Roman Empire. Some identified with him, but perhaps not fully, and others not quite sure what was going on. But nonetheless, there was this crowd there making way with the palms, laying them down on the ground, shouting, as I just said, Hosanna, Hosanna. And the question I want to ask us today is how many of us are willing to lay it all down so that our Lord Jesus Christ has an on-ramp to our heart. How many of us are willing to lay down the things that so easily could be lifted up as symbols of what only Jesus can embody? Creating room, making room for his entrance into our lives. How many of us are willing today afresh to lay it all down? It's Palm Sunday. And there was an expectation on the part of these folks some of whom had heard or, or seen the things that Jesus had done. He had healed the, the blind men. He healed the, the daughter of the Canaanite woman who was demon-possessed. He had fed the 4,000. He walked on water. He had raised the dead girl. He had fed the 5,000 with two fish and five loaves. An anointing, no doubt, all of us parents would love to have here in this quarantine right now. They had seen and heard him do some things, so there was an expectation of what he was going to come and do. And the palms, as referenced in other Gospels, John 12, that, that they, they represented, again, symbols of peace, of victory, of joy. And here they are laying them down. They expected all that and more. And they're laying these symbols, symbols, they're laying them down at the feet of he who is peace. He who is joy. He who is victory. I wonder if symbolically while sitting on the couch there, you too are willing to lay down whatever symbols of peace in your life, symbols of victory, symbols of joy at the feet of Jesus. I love that he gives us the opportunity to partner with him in that way. We get to lay it down to make room, but we also recognize it's the power in the one for whom we're making room to be peace and to be victory and to be joy. Are you willing to lay it down so the Prince of Peace can enter your heart, that victory can be yours and that joy can be your portion? The Hebrew roots of this passage are from uh, the book of Psalm 118, verses 25 and 26. It says, Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Hosanna literally means please deliver us or please save us. It's a plea for help. It's exactly what Taylor and I should have been yelling that whole way. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. A plea for help. Save us, Lord. But here's what's cool about shouting Hosanna. It implies that there's this acknowledgement that we cannot save ourselves. That we need help. Salvation isn't in our hands. And to that end, Hosanna has become an exclamation of praise. 
And so we recognize that we don't have in and of ourselves the capacity to save ourselves. And we recognize who deserves our praise for doing that, that salvific work. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. And as we recognize those, those, those two dynamics, Lord, we, we can't save ourselves and you are worthy of the praise. Hosanna. My goodness, the, 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 the symbols that can, that, that, that could bubble up in our lives and tempt us to abandon our Hosanna. The letters behind our name, if you will, which congratulations, they're great to have. We'll lay them down. Our pedigrees. Mama, daddy, grandmama, granddaddy, great-grandmama, great-granddaddy did some great things, passed down some amazing things. Hallelujah and praise the Lord for such inheritance and to be laid down at the feet of Jesus. The extra commas, if you're so blessed, and zeros in your bank account, praise the Lord. We get to lay it down at the feet of Jesus. Lay it down and let Jesus in every single one of those symbols of whatever we are grasping at in life that can only be embodied in Jesus. Lay it down and let Jesus in. And somewhere along the line, those laying it down, their faith began to wane, uh, perhaps because of their expectations that had gone unmet. But their faith began to wane such that they went from Hosanna here in Matthew 28, excuse me, Matthew 21, verses 8 through 10, to uh, free Barabbas and crucify Jesus in Matthew 27. Now, of course, we know this, this had to happen in order to fulfill the word of the prophets that foretold it thousands of years prior and, and to, to fulfill the will of our Heavenly Father. We know that, but what happened? Some of us maybe at one point loved Jesus and considered ourselves having been sold out for Jesus only to find ourselves in a predicament where we want to abandon that Hosanna in favor of crucify him. Forgive Jesus. Let him die. He's dead to me. Whatever, whatever words might come to our mind to be tempted with that versus keeping the Hosanna. We might be feeling that even right now in the space that we occupy, this very surreal space where we might be finding ourselves saying, oh God, where are you? My expectations were X, Y, and Z. How did they go from laying down of the palms to that in a week? And I want to suggest that they saw the rewards that Jesus could bring and they missed the reward that he is alone. If there were a second point, and there isn't necessarily one, but if there was, it'd be that Jesus is our reward. He's the reward. They were looking for his hand when God was saying, I want you to have my heart. But in looking for his hand, when their expectations were unmet, offense took place. Bitterness took root. Resentment set in. Cynicism took over. God help us all today. Doesn't mean we can't expect his works. We can. But if that is the only basis upon which we cry Hosanna, Oh, it'll easily become about me, 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 me. And when it's about me, 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 then when me thinks that me doesn't get me expectations met, me gets offended and me is tempted to abandon my Hosanna and go instead to crucify him. But when me, when we get a good picture of the depravity of our souls, out of which he has already saved us and 
that he has the capacity to work all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose, no matter what it looks like. When we get that, oh, our Hosanna will persist. Because we know that even when we don't feel like we need to be saved, when we're not running crazy late for a flight, having to get passports, we know even when we don't feel like that, we know that we do. We can still cry Hosanna because that is our reality. Because we know that what saving he's already done, he's worthy of the praise for. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Who is this? He's the one who's already met every expectation that matters. Who is this? It's Jesus. The one who took our sins and nailed them to the cross. And he died for you and for me. A death that we deserved. Who is this? I'm begging you. Whatever is tempting you to abandon your Hosanna in this season, do not. Do not for the reasons just mentioned. We serve a God and we know what we're going to be celebrating next week. We know how this story ends. We know this is a fixed fight. So I'm begging you, lay it down. Lay it down at the feet of Jesus and make room for the Prince of Peace. He who is victory, 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. The, the, the joy of whom can be our strength. Lay it down and allow him to enter in. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God, for Palm Sunday, for, for the preparation they made, for them laying down that which was valuable, that which represented in their society those things of peace and victory and joy, that which was fit for a king. And while we know that what took place a week later had to take place, God, help us today. Help us today not to abandon our Hosanna, to continue laying it down at the feet of Jesus and let, letting you in. If you're sitting on your couch today and you are saying, gosh, I never laid it down for a first time. I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, there's never a bad day to make a great decision. And right now we can pray the prayer of salvation as you sit on your couch. So if that is you, just repeat these words after me. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for loving me. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. And I choose today to turn away from everything that the Bible calls sin and to follow you with all of my heart. I recognize that this may not mean a storm-free life. Hmm. But in you, Jesus, I can live a storm-proof one. And so today I commit to cry Hosanna as a way of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Victory fam, friends, we love you. Let's live in victory. Tomorrow night, you can join us for prayer uh, on our call. You could also submit prayer requests even through uh, the YouTube channel or excuse me, our uh, 
uh, website. There's a connect card where you can submit your prayer request there. Um, uh, what I did want to say, though, is if you made that decision, you can let us know either through our YouTube channel or through that same connect card I just referenced or through uh, on Instagram. You'll see a, a space where privately you can let us know that you also made that decision. Why do we like to know that? Uh, because we are a community and the church is us and we get to support one another as we take the next step of obedience. And so we want to walk that out with you. So please let us know so that we can be in touch with what next steps might look like in this walk. Amen. Love y'all. Uh, let's live in victory. Have an amazing day and, and a blessed week. Praying for you every day.